Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today is Katie Kaahanui, Program Manager, Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. In that position, Katie is the Program Manager of Hawaii is Hiring. She works to engage local job seekers, Hawaii's broader employer community, public sector leaders and other community stakeholders to connect Hawaii residents to employment, training and education opportunities. She's currently wrapping up her master's degree in criminal justice from Chaminade University, where she also volunteers as an academic tutor for incarcerated students pursuing their associate in business degree at Halava Correctional Facility. Prior to that, Katie's also worked with the Women's Community Correctional Centre in Kailua, and she's deeply passionate about advocating for the incarcerated and re-entering community when it comes to the resources they need to break cycles of crime and lead healthy, fulfilling lives post-release. You know, I'm just going to stop right there with your bio because it's so interesting to me that you you have a very busy job. You know, you're very involved in the Chamber of Commerce being the program manager of Hawaii's hiring. And yet you are absolutely passionate about helping people who are incarcerated. Where did that begin? How did that story start? Yeah, so prior to the Chamber, I had the goal of becoming a public defender. And so I was going to school at the time and I was doing my practicum there. And so we were in court every day you know, downstairs in the holding cells, just interviewing people who are awaiting their court hearings. And it just became really evident to me very quickly that there was such a deeper and more complex issue that we needed to look at other than what got them into court that day. So that's what got the wheels turning a couple years ago. And I figured that time in prison and working with them in that arena would allow me the space to be able to work with them and to figure out what the root causes of what they were going through was. And that turned out to be my answer. So here I am just doing that outside of work and it's super fulfilling. What were some of the common themes that you started to recognize when you started talking to particularly young people who were in court for a variety of of different offenses? What were the things that struck you most that they had in common? You know, we didn't have too much time talking with them when I was with the public defenders, but once I got into the prison system and I started to talk to them there, it's very common that they're dealing with issues that aroused when they were children in their households, you know, and whether it's family issues or lack of education or specific opportunities with employment or trauma or abuse. Those are the things that aren't being looked at. And now they're just dealing with crime and the ways that they're dealing with these things that are not healed that caused them to go out and commit these crimes. So that's where I became fascinated because it's almost just a string for everybody that connects them back to the household. And so that's something that I've been observing and become really fascinated with over the years. So uh, do many of the people you work with recognize that themselves, that it it was the, the way that they were brought up or it was ev- events that happened to them as young children that formed this path? that they found themselves on is or or a lot of people just sort of they just feel this is my life this is what i do this is how i behave i think there's a greater amount of people who realize it after they've served a couple years i've worked with people who've been in for 20 plus years who finally get it you know and the light's been turning on and they're now helping the newer younger people realize that too 
I do think there's a lot of folks who don't see that and it's just, you know, how their life has been and how they've been dealing with it. And they probably think that this is just how life is for them. And so I think it's our job and also the job of others who've been through that situation to help them realize that it's deeper, you know, and there are issues that we all face that can be healed and we can move forward and be better and be productive once they get out. So within the prison system, what what are you able to do? I mean, there are more initiatives around the country for people who are incarcerated, but I think everyone knows there's still a massive problem of just prisons being overfilled and, and people spending time there and coming out onto the streets the same or worse than when they went in. What are some of the really positive initiatives that you see, Katie? And and tell us about some of the things that, that you're actually working on where you do see results. Yeah, so right now we know that education, employment, and housing continue to be the three biggest barriers that people face when they're trying to re-enter society. And so if they don't have even one of those the next thing is affected. So for example, if you don't have access to good education programs, it's going to be hard to find a job where you can afford to live here in Hawaii, you know, and so you won't be able to find stable housing. And so something positive that I've seen over the years is the introduction of these programs to inmates while they're in prison, instead of having this be something that they search for once they leave. And so whether it's initiatives like schools, like Shamanad going in to teach them and get their degrees while they're in, and whether it's job training and readiness programs or just any type of program that helps them to be ready once they step out on day one to help them, you know, get to their next step is something that's growing. And it's something that chambers around the nation are beginning to look at and recognize, too. So we're definitely on our way there. And and what kind of things are, are chambers and specifically Chamber Hawaii able to do with that very important part of re-entering the community? Yeah, so chambers around the nation, we have something called the Smart Justice Initiative, which comprises of chambers around the United States. And I sit on the team for Hawaii and we talk about what we can do to kind of elevate awareness around this issue. And so especially in the area of workforce development and employment, chambers are stepping in a number of ways. So one, they can do legislative work and advocate for education programs and job readiness and training programs while they're still in prison. But we also work with our employer and our chamber member base to make sure that employers are aware that this is a really untapped and underutilized workforce and people are ready. And for them, they might not be too aware that there's jobs that they can work at. Um, and also on the employer end, they might not know how to reach this demographic or how to properly work with them to get them onboarded. So there's a disconnect on both sides that I think we can step in and fix and streamline. Tell us a little bit about your a day that you spend when you're in the prisons and when you're doing one of the many different programs that you're part of, helping someone get a degree, being tutoring them. Tell us what's that like. Walk, walk us through what it's like going into that environment, who you're meeting, how you're teaching. What are the resources like within the prisons? Yeah. So when I first started, I was working with women in the women's prison in Kailua. And for that class, it was a cultural and well-being healing class. And it was trauma-informed. And it wasn't too academic. It was mostly about Hawaiian heritage and kind of getting people more culturally rooted in their identity and so that class, it was still structured, um, but it allowed them a chance to learn about their history. And then you bring up the issue of historical trauma 
and the wheels start turning about, okay, this is what we've been dealing with for generations. What patterns have I, you know, inherited from my parents and their parents that may not be serving me anymore and may be unhealthy. And so we had great conversations there about how we can choose to make life better from today forward. You know, a lot of them are mothers. And so they think about how they can be better parents and show up. And once they get out, how they can be, you know, more productive community members for the people that they have to show up for. So that was that class. But now here at Halava, I go in and tutor specifically for their degree program. So we go in, they're a group of nine really committed male students who are doing great and they're pursuing their business degree. So I go in and they're taking biology, English, criminal justice and accounting. So they are busy all day. And so whatever they need help with, I'm there for them. And it's also the space to just open up and talk to them about how they're doing and what they want to do once they're out. So it's really fulfilling, but it's also just really indicative and really reaffirming that we have to give them the right resources for them to go out and do good. I would imagine it's very empowering as well to to have these students who realize, oh, there's someone going to help me. And when I leave here, I'm going to leave here with, can they leave with a degree or are they just ready to go and, and get a degree or they can leave with an associates or something? Yeah. So they all have different sentence lengths. So some of them might just get the degree while they're in. Some might be paroled out or they'll just max out while they're doing the term. And so after that, they'll go to campus physically and finish out their degree in school. So it's different for everybody, but the end goal is a degree either way. So that's really exciting. And they know that they have the support from either the tutors, the volunteer staff, or their teachers to connect them to their employment, which is a critical thing. I would imagine that many of the incarcerated students that you're working with, this is the first time that someone has taken an interest in helping them to learn something. Because, you know, it's much more typical that someone who's having, you know, a troubled childhood is also having challenges in school. And oftentimes they're kids that are just left behind or ignored or whatever. Um, do you find that, that for that for some of your students, it is really a new experience for them to be, to have someone interested in helping teach them. Definitely. And I don't know if it's something that just comes, you know, with age and experience for them, but they are all acing their classes. They're on top of their schoolwork and they reach out for help when they need it. You know, that's why I'm there. But they tell me all the time just how grateful they are that people are there to support and that for a lot of them, they never felt this type of support and encouragement before. And so, we do have times where they might be kind of slipping in a class and they're ready to just throw in the hat because they feel like they've failed. But that's why we're there to support them and hold them up. And, you know, me being a student myself, I also feel that too. And so I think we formed, you know, a really healthy form of trust um, that helps us all get us through it. So I think it's just now that they're older and they have that support system between themselves and the teachers, it's been working out really well. I think time and time again, we just see that people the world over are more united by the things we have in common than our differences, and that most people really just want the same things. They want a good education. They want to be able to learn about their own environments. They want a good job. They want to have a family and a house. And that's really the goal for so many people, just those very simple fundamental rights. The most important thing I think in this, Katie, is is that link between when you when they leave and trying to find a job. And I think probably there's no never been a more critical time when 
employers are looking for employees. And there's many, many industries where they're, they're absolutely happy to take anyone who wants a fresh start. I'm thinking the restaurant industry is the perfect example because, you know, you can start on multiple levels. It seems to me that that is the most critical part is to have organizations like the Chamber and others connecting people with jobs. Um, is, is that, does that still need some work? I mean, is that an area that you see too that you, that people still struggle to find work when they come out? There's still a kind of a bias. There's, then we need to have more businesses who are absolutely prepared to take people who need a fresh start. Absolutely. And I would say yes to both ends. I think that there's a fracture the moment that they step out of prison. And so a lot of times you're out there with no resources, no ID, no clothes. How are you going to think about where your next job is going to be when you're worried about where you're going to sleep that night? So there's a lot of resources, you know, that's probably meant for a different conversation. But when those are settled, then their brain is on, okay, where can I start looking for work and, you know, settling where I'm going to stay and all of that. And then on the business side, I think businesses are in dire need for employees, but they don't know where to look for the right resources for the employers who are ready to work as soon as they leave prison. So I think the chamber is poised really well at this point to raise awareness about the people who are looking for work. And we can work with the issues, you know, that may hold them back from not realizing the types of industries that may be best suited for them. Um, but we are ready for that work and chambers around the country are proving that it's possible. That's a very important role, I think, because if you match the right person with the right employer, the right job, that's what changes lives. Exactly, exactly. And I think for them, I notice a really strong desire to go out and do good. You know, they don't want to come back and live in prison again. You know, the truth is that 90% of folks who are incarcerated will eventually be let out into the community again. And here in Hawaii, almost 60% of those people return. And so it's That's just a huge number. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a stark reality that there are resources that aren't being shared or that people aren't aware of to get them back on track again. And so I think it's our duty as a community to share that more. So what can employers do? What can people listening to this podcast today do to either get more information about these programs or to offer positions? You know, how, how does that work? Where can people reach out? Yeah, so I definitely encourage employers who are interested in learning more about second chance hiring to contact us. I know with Hawaii is hiring, the demographics that we're looking to serve this new year do include incarcerated and people who are leaving prison and reentering into society. And we're also looking at other untapped resources such as veterans and older workers who want to go back to the workforce. But those who are reentering is a big point for us as well. So second chance hiring and fair chance hiring, which is what some states refer to it as, is something that more businesses are starting to get the wheels turning around, um, but they just have to become aware and learn more. So I'm more than happy to talk with them about that. So directly contact the Chamber of Commerce for yes, more. and Hawaii is hiring. We'd be happy to help. Okay, sounds, sounds good to me. I mean, there are just so many opportunities that you can see would be well-filled if people just had more information. And I think business owners right now, too, are, are in such a difficult position because they're running around trying to manage their own businesses. I mean, a lot of restaurant owners, for example, have become cooks again and they've become dishwashers sometimes. They're doing everything they can to keep things going. And, and I think we do need to keep letting people know the message that there are programs out there, there is help out there, and you can, um, you know, you can perhaps 
turn your business around with more help and help someone at the same time. So contact Katie at Hawaii is Hiring. Just go to the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii website if you want more information. And of course, all of that information will be attached to this podcast. So you can go to the website and find out more. Katie, it's so interesting to really hear about what you're doing and the work that you're doing and the passion that you have for it. Are there opportunities for other people to do what you do? How would someone get started in in being a teacher like you are? Yeah, absolutely. So the prisons all around the state have volunteer programs and you don't have to be doing it through a school or through a specific program in order to get inside the prison and volunteer. So there are programs that you can contact the Department of Public Safety on. You do have to go through a two-day training just to get certified and, you know, just going through the run of show for what's expected of you as a volunteer. But anybody's able to do it and you can go in and be a part of a really great program that opens your eyes to, you know, the the types of things that us as humans go through. And I think it's just incredibly fulfilling and heart opening. Now, you're just, we said in the beginning, you're just wrapping up your master's degree in criminal justice at Chaminade. What are your plans? What What do you see yourself doing in five years from now? Yeah, so the the good thing is that with my work with Hawaii is Hiring, we're just stepping into the reentry space with all of our hiring work. And I think it's the perfect time to see what we can do as a chamber with our employers who want to step into this space. I would love to see the chamber here more involved in second chance hiring and fair chance hiring initiatives. And I know there's chambers on the mainland who do things such as creating a job readiness and training center in prisons, and they have staff who work there and work with the inmates. So, you know, things like that are definitely possible. And right now I just kind of want to explore what we can do. Teaching is always an option too, but I'm just open to whatever's out there. But no more desire to be a public defender? No, not even more. I, I think I went into it for the correct reasons. And then I realized that we're dealing with a very tip of the iceberg issue, you know, in, in court when it's something very deep and very complex. And that's where I want to be working with people on. So here, here is a great place to be. Katie Kaahanui is the program manager of Hawaii is Hiring at the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. And thank you for listening to our podcast today. All of our episodes are available wherever you get your favorite podcast, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's website, cochawaii.org. If you enjoyed today's interview, please subscribe and leave a review because reviews encourage others to listen and may help the business community to continue to thrive locally, nationally, and globally. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii presented by Altruis. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business.